Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in lines right here on the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, but I am joined, as always, by the all-pro safety for the Detroit Lions who once led the league in interceptions. But not only that, he had some dominant performances against the Chicago Bears, who the Lions are facing this week. By my count, and I could be wrong, one sack, four interceptions in five games where he didn't allow a single reception. And most of the receptions he did allow were in the four to six yard range. And that doesn't count for a safety. Glover Quinn. What's up? Justin, That's so fast. <laughs> it was, it was, and they could be wrong. These are the PFFs that, so they could be a little bit uh, misguided in the receptions allowed. They might give you some bad, bad reps on some plays, but the interceptions, the sacks and the not allowing receptions. Oh, Glover. You dominated the Bears. You really owned them. Yeah, I mean, I uh, like I said, when I came into the league, you know, I don't know what it was, but I, I told you how I felt about Levy Smith. And Levy was a coach for a little while. And I was able to make some plays on those guys. And Jay Cutler was my friend. He threw me a couple. Um, and it just always felt good playing out there, you know, playing in Soldier Field. I love the history of the game, and so the play out there was cool. I think I caught two interceptions in Soldier Field, caught two interceptions in Ford Field. Um, my first, my sec, the second interception of my Detroit tenure was in Ford Field against the Chicago Bears. So it was good times, man, going against Brandon Marshall, you know, some of those other guys, Alshon Jeffrey. It, it was good times. And you certainly made the good times even better by picking off Jay Cutler and whoever else they had back there. I imagine it was mostly Jay you were picking off. Yeah, it was Jay. And then um, one year uh, we played. So Jay was one, two, three of them was Jay. And then one of them was maybe Jimmy Clausen. Okay. Uh, in week seven, week 16, a week, you know, week 16 of the 2015 14 game when I led the league, I caught my seventh pick against Jimmy Claus. I think that was Jimmy Claus in that, that game. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. 
Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. It was a pretty good time to be Glover Quinn against the Bears is all we're saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And hopefully the Lions have a good time against the Bears this weekend. This is, as you say, over and over again. The Lions own the Bears. And we got to make it happen this weekend. Our last game, 31-30, we squeaked out the win. But this is a different Lions team than we had in Week 10, even. Right. And, and, you know, we went to Chicago. And, you know, it's always tougher to go into somebody's house. You know, we are playing at home. And same way for us. That happened to us last week. You know, it's getting towards the end of the season for Chicago. And they're in the holidays, too. You know what I'm saying? Now they got to travel and this and this and that. And the Lions get to be at home. So maybe the Lions can show up ready to go on Sunday, New Year's Day. And, you know, the Bears will be a little, you know, holiday hungover. And we can come out and put the pressure on those guys early and, um, you know, run them out the building. But you're right. We own the Bears. Um, We just got to keep putting it to them. And so when it comes to New Year's, because you pr- you predicted it. You predicted that the Lions were going to have that holiday slump ahead of Christmas, playing on Christmas Eve. Is that still, the, not for the Lions because they're at home, but does it ever happen where that carries into New Year's, playing on New Year's Day? Well, you know, playing on New Year's Day isn't that bad because it's not really a lot to go on on New Year's Day. New Year's Eve is really when most events go on but the fact that you're playing you're going to be in the hotel you're going to be locked down so i mean you're probably gonna i mean if anything you may just stay up till midnight to see the new year come in otherwise i mean you're going to be tied up in your room so that's the only kind of sucky thing about it is you don't even really get to enjoy or bring in the new year with your family or your significant other anything like that but as far as the game you know the line should be happy motivated new year you know energized they should be ready to go come come sunday the bears if anybody would be probably having a a hangover and i can dig that i'm all right if that ends up being the case especially you look at the stats from last game and you go through the box score on offense and there's a couple notable names missing. There was no TJ Hawkinson because he had already been traded at that point. There was no DJ Chark because he was still injured. And there's no Josh Reynolds because he was also injured. And all the Lions did without three of their top playmakers prior to that was put up 31 points on the Chicago Bears defense. Jared Goff, 73% completion. Amon Ross St. Brown, 119 yards receiving. Do you think it's going to be another day where Amon Ra just gets fed? Because the wide receiver, too, Khalif Raymond, he had fewer than 50 yards on the day, only three receptions. Are we just looking at a game where, hey, Amon Ra's open, Amon Ra's open, or will the Bears kind of adjust, you think? Well, I think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, we have those weapons back now, you know, and the line, and the Bears lost, you know, a big, a major part of the defensive secondary and, and, Eddie Jackson, um, they've traded, you know, they traded a couple of pieces. Um, so I think it'd be, you know, if they, if they come out and approach the game the right way, I think it'd be, you know, a good offensive game for the lines. I think Jared Goff should be able to carve those guys up, uh, like a Thanksgiving Turkey. Um, if, if they just execute, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown should be open for the majority of the game. 
you know, adding DJ Char, Josh Reynolds back, you know, getting a more healthier DeAndre Swift back. I think those guys should be able to, you know, do what they want to do offensively. They just can't make mistakes, have mental errors, drop passes, bad throws, lack of protection in the pass game to allow them to get sacks and get some momentum. If they don't do those things and they come out and execute how they should, how they can, then I think they can put up another 30 bag on those guys, possibly possibly even 40. They've got the talent and the Bears are weak enough on defense that I could absolutely see it happening. We just can't have any more fumbled snaps. We can't wear that. We can't turn the ball over those little mistakes. But I agree. And looking back at the box score, it kind of and this it's not all about the box score. I watched this game, so I remember what happened too. But you look at it and your 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 memory's refreshed. Oh yeah. It's not that they didn't have success doing other stuff. It's just Amon Ross St. Brown was open every play. The second leading receiver caught all three of his targets. They didn't need more from him. Jamal Williams had a touchdown. DeAndre Swift only 12 yards, but six rushing or six carries, a reception, only 12 yards, and a touchdown. So they didn't need much outside of Amon Ra and the, the running game to get things going. And then they got up, grinded the clock out with Jamal Williams. So I think this one could be an explosive one where instead of just, well, they can't stop us here, they can't stop us anywhere. Right. And like I say, it, it, it boils down to the maturity of your team. Do you take that game from last time and come into the game like a days ago, not prepared, thinking that you're just going to come out and run over those guys? These are NFL football players. And that's what we did to them last game. They're going to come back and want to get a win. They're a division team. Allen Williams is their D coordinator. He was a coach in Detroit. He's going to have his guys ready and want to come back and play well and get a win. So they can't come into this game thinking that it's going to be easy, thinking that they're just going to walk over the Chicago Bears. This is the NFL. You have to go out and impose your will on a team and make them lay down. And if you do that, then it'll be that way. But if you just come in and assume that they're just not going to show up, you're going to be wrong. And I think after the last week's performance against the Carolina Panthers, they have learned, whoa, at least I hope they've learned, whoa. We can't just write a team off just because we should win. Right. Can't do that. You got to go out and make it happen. Not in the NFL where you are up against other professional athletes. That's something that often gets forgotten by the fans is, hey, yeah, this team is be- is better on paper. Yeah, this team should win. But the Houston Texans are the worst team in the league, and they've been putting up some competitive matches against the Cowboys, the Chiefs, knocked off the Titans, probably eliminated the Titans from the playoffs at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Everybody got good players. Everybody got good players, and everybody, you know, has an ability to win. It's just all about how you approach the game, how you play the game. And if a team shows up and you don't, you will lose. And, you know, but like you said, the Tennessee Titans, they're on the verge. If they don't win, you know, well, the thing is, they got to they got to beat Jacksonville next week. You know, so you remember how we was talking about the flex schedule, you know, the NFL could flex that one. Jacksonville versus Tennessee, because that's going to be a winner get in and a winner wins a division type of game. So they may get the Sunday night flex. The Lions may get the 425 flex if we win um today or tomorrow on sunday but if it come down to us against the packers with aaron Rodgers, then we may get the flex because of aaron Rodgers. so it just all depends 
It does, and that's something we're going to be watching intently as these scores roll in. I believe on Monday or Tuesday they announced the flex of it. But got to take care of business first. You can't start worrying about, well, what time are we going to play in Week 18? What time are we going to play the Packers? What's at stake? You got to take care of business against the Chicago Bears, especially because Justin Fields put up a performance against them last time. Four total touchdowns, two through the air, two with his legs. He had 147 rushing, 167 passing. That's over 300 yards total from Justin Fields. But he also made some crucial mistakes. We graved about it. Aiden Hutchinson forcing that pick, dropping back into coverage right into, was it Jeff Okuda's hands, I believe? Jeff Okuda, yep. And also had a fumble in that game. So I think, yes, the Lions defense was exposed at points against Fields, but they made enough plays that I think that they should be confident heading into this matchup. Right, I think they should be. I mean, I think they understand what Justin Fields is, what he's going to do. He's going to run the ball. He's going to make an explosive play running the ball. He's done it in every game. So you know that's going to happen. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to make a couple of plays. But you got to be able to cover up his wide receivers. It's not like he's throwing to a bunch of Pro Bowl, all type pro, all pro type of guys. So you got to be able to cover those guys up. And then you got to let him make those mistakes that he's making. You know, he's been having a phenomenal year. But like you say, those young mistakes show up every game. A fumble here, incomplete pass there, a sack there, an intercept. Something shows up every time, and that's why they haven't been able to win a lot of those close games that they've been in. So we got to let that trend continue. You know, understand, hey, man, he's going to run the ball. He's going to make a play every now and He's a talented runner. He's going to do that. But he's also still a young quarterback, and when he makes that mistake, we got to take advantage of it. Are you tired of having to play family sports across multiple platforms? Well, now. You can play fantasy sports the way you want, all in one place with Rival Fantasy. RivalFantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles. Number one, we've got challenges where you create your own head-to-heads like DeAndre Swift will outscore Jamal Williams, and then other players will feel free to challenge you directly. We also have number two, the fantasy book, the traditional over-unders that we all know and love, and number three, We've got Fantasy Bingo that you can play only at RivalFantasy.com. Our friends at PlayerProfiler.com have a special offer for you with Rival Fantasy. Sign up today with RivalFantasy.com and use promo code PLAYER and you will activate your 100% first play insurance so you can play worry-free. That's RivalFantasy.com for a 100% loss protection up to $50 on your first deposit with promo code PLAYER, courtesy of playerprofiler.com. And it's almost the case of you never want to give up a third and long or let Justin Fields convert on you on third downs, but you have to realize it's going to happen at points in the game. It's not okay. We're not accepting it, but don't beat yourself up too much about it because you always have to live for the next play where he could make a mistake. He could be carrying that ball just a little bit too loosely. And so it's the bend, but don't break nature of this Detroit Lions defense that we really need to see, especially coming off that last game with all the rushing yards they allowed. 258 yards total on the ground last time they placed, faced the Bears. Of course, almost 150 was from Justin Fields, but 94 rushing yards from the RBs and 17 rushing yards to the wide receivers. as a former defensive player, 
do you ever actually worry that much about the end arounds and the jet sweeps from teams like the bears or is it just something we know how to handle it we'll run it once yeah. in practice but. yeah you handle that stuff i mean unless they doing jet sweeps and handoffs to some dynamic type of player like Debo, that, right yeah like uh you know what I'm saying stuff like that if they just doing one-offs uh reverse here or there like you know I mean, you defend that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, your rules should take up. If you're in man-to-man, then that's your man. Go go with him and make the tackle. If you're in zone, then you, you're the outside defender, force the ball back, safety run the alley. And, I mean, in the game, if, even if they pick up 12, 13 yards, whoop-de-doo, line up, play it again. It is what it is. And a lot of the time when you line up and play it again, the next time they run that jet motion, oh, it's a tackle for loss. So they got us right. once. That's what I – figured it was unless you're playing a Debo Samuel a Curtis Samuel a team where that's a staple of their offense not just a wrinkle that the Bears like to throw in but have to get it from the great mind that has experienced those types of situations oh yeah and you know you play some teams where they're gonna run that speed sweep you know five to six times a game but like I said that's built into their offense they have a player that you definitely have to respect like when Jacksonville you know, they they use Jamal Agnew in that way, right? You have to respect him because he is a dynamic runner. He's a dynamic player that they're trying to get the ball to. And once they get it to him, he can do things with it. So you have to respect that from them. But the Bears, I don't know anybody they have as a wide receiver that you have to respect in that facet of the game. So I don't know if that's a huge staple of what they're trying to do. Nope, nope, not at all. Just two carries against the Lions to receivers. They'll usually mix in one a game, but that's not something you actually have to fear. It's just something that, hey, they're going to try this. Like teams will try a flea flicker. You don't button down to protect against the flea flicker. You just follow your rules, right? Right. Yeah, just follow your rules. Let your eyes take you where you need to go. Your man will take you exactly where you need to go. Just play your rules and you should take care of all that stuff. Ignore the eye candy. Just go out, do your job, execute, make a play. Something that we saw from your former teammate for years now, J.J. Watt has announced his retirement. He's got two final games left in him. Played his final home game for the Arizona Cardinals. Any thoughts on J.J. Watt saying, this is it, I'm done, I'm ready to retire? Man, that's an incredible decision, incredible career. You know, I never have anything harsh to say about anybody who decides to retire, especially somebody that's put a lot into this game, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of, you know, heartbreak, a lot of time, you know, dealing with injuries and and everything that he's been through um, on the field, off the field, everything he's accomplished. You know, he's had an incredible career. I remember when we drafted him when I was in Houston back in 2011, and, you know, nobody in the building, out, as far as the players, really knew who J.J. Watt was. He's like, man, you guys drafted J.J. Watt, number 11 overall. And I remember Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, now for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, he was my DB coach. And he was like, gee, he going to be the real deal. And he was. He was the real deal. Um, so congrats to him on a great career. And, you know, now he gets to walk away from the game, enjoy his family, and enjoy life you know it's so much life to be lived and when you go and you put your energy your effort your time into this game you know and then you get to walk away and enjoy it and so congrats to him congrats on a great career he's going to be a hall of famer um and i'm just happy to say you know that i played with him um i know him as a person i know him as a friend and um great career 
fantastic career and it's always nice it it's not that it's a good thing when people get to retire when they're still at the top because we obviously as fans we want to see more but at the same time on a personal level it's a fantastic thing for jj watt to watch him and be like hey man if this guy really wanted to he could keep playing he is retiring on his own terms he is going out on his own accord and that's what really we all should be rooting for for every single player in the nfl is hey you made it. You're still dominating nine and a half sacks this season. He's going to get double digits and he's coming off probably his two best games of the season. Three sacks right. against the Broncos completely almost single-handedly won the game against the Buccaneers. So hats off to JJ Watt and having played with him. I know, you know, firsthand how dominant he is just truly larger than life. Yeah. And I mean, and the thing is, you know, I was telling somebody last night, I was like, you know, I love greatness in players. And I hate to see when they're not the same. You know, like I don't like seeing Tom Brady how he is right now. No. I don't like, I don't like, so I like for these guys to be great, dominate their time, and when their time is up, be able to walk away. Even though you still can play, don't run the don't run the gas hand all the way to empty. Right? Even though you still can play, it's okay to walk away because you've you've done enough. You've done enough. You've created a legacy like you are one of the greatest to ever play the game and be remembered that way. Don't don't play five or six years of awful football or basketball trying to hang around because these young kids, that's what they're going to remember. Oh, man, Tom Brady was awful when I saw him. He was awful. You don't want that. Like, I don't want to have those images of you and the end like i want i want to be like hey man this guy right here was a monster and that's what i want to have in my head so glad that he is you know healthy feeling healthy towards the end of his career to where he can go out and dominate these games he can you know finish up these last two games healthy dominating and be able to walk away did you ever get invited up to the cabin in the woods of Wisconsin that JJ worked out at? I know that was a later career thing that he started doing. So I don't know if that was while you're still in Texas or with the Texas. Nah, I was, uh, I only had in my first two, his first two years. Um, gotcha. so I never got invited to, to the cabin. I think that was a little bit well before he had the cab cabin established when he was still flying under the radar, which is crazy to think about now how, you you nailed it though. When he got drafted eleventh overall, everyone what, what what's this kid from Wisconsin? What, what what's happening here? There's all these other players we wanted. Nah. It's, if you can go back and look, JJ Watt, you're probably taking him first, if not second overall. I don't even remember the rest of the draft class, but he's just right. special, special. And you want to talk about special athletes? I don't know if you've heard that Terrell Owens is looking to make a comeback at age forty nine. I just don't get it. That's one of those things I don't get. Like, why can't you just walk away and be Terrell? And like, why do you got to go back and try to prove? Like, I feel like that's one of those guys that, like, like me. I play, right? I played in the NFL. You can Google me. You can YouTube me. All those things. I don't feel like I have to prove to my nephews how athletic or how talented that I was. Like, hey man, this your time. I don't have to keep trying to prove that I was an athlete. I don't have to do that. Like, I'm living my life, bro. Like, I don't care if I can't run a 4-3 anymore or a 4-4. Like, I don't care, bro. That time my life is over with. You know what I'm saying? And it feels like 
This guy just can't let it go. Like, who cares, T.O.? You're 50, bro. Go enjoy being a 50-year-old, man. Like, you don't have to defy the odds and be like, oh, well, he came back and played at 49. You got to go out there and get yourself hurt, man. Like, you're healthy. Live a quality life, man, and go enjoy yourself, bro. That's tough. I- it is. I, I, when I saw that report come out that he's talking to Jerry Jones all the time, but then the interesting nugget comes out that the Cowboys probably aren't going to sign him, not because they're not interested, but because he's actually asking for too much money as a 49 year old comeback story. So I'm starting to wonder if this is just to get his name back in the headlines and we won't actually see a return to the field, but wanted to get your thoughts on if Terrell Owens coming back, if Glover Quinn coming back. I'm not, like <laughs> I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I'm happy. I'm fairly content in where I'm at right now. Good. Good. Glad. As much as we would love to see you back on the field, I think it's the best for, for your life, for your kids' life, for everyone that we keep you here in the booth and we get to talk about the game instead of sending you down there to bash heads with uh, Dalvin Cook no. and, no. and the no. likes. No. no. Got no interest in doing that. My shoulders feel good. I wake up every day. I feel great. So I don't want to go out there and and risk that. Completely understand. Glad, glad, just glad to hear. Glad to hear we're not making the Terrell Owens comeback for the Detroit Lions. As much fun as it would be. So before we get you out of here, a couple final thoughts. We got this weekend coming up. We got the Chicago Bears. We want the Seahawks to lose to the Jets. Geno Smith. This kind is this one actually a revenge game, Geno versus the Jets, because they kind of it was a weird scenario, but this isn't the same team that was there. Rex Ryan's gone. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's a revenge game that they're going to hype up. But for Geno, he may still want to go back, not for the Jets organization, but just for the Jets fans. Right. He may want to go back and kind of play and stick it to those guys for all the people that talked about him and, you know, felt a certain way about him from a standpoint of a fan, a media, but like you said, the, the coaching staff is not there. The players aren't there. Like, you know, I mean, and the ownership may be some, you know what I'm saying? It may be those type of people where Gino may want to have a, a, a great game and, and do some things, but I don't think it would be a revenge type of game that the NFL will hype up as Gino returning to the Jets. Like, you know, that's what I thought, but I just, I, you got it. He got to check, you know, you always got to check with, and follow the accuracy of these headlines, these narratives that the fans always want to make, but we're rooting for the jets over the Seahawks. Cause that helps the lions in their playoff hunt. We're rooting for the Browns over the commanders. So Glover, I want the final score for the jets game versus the Seahawks, the commanders versus the Browns and lions versus the Chicago Bears. Wow, you're actually putting the pressure on today. <laughs> oh man. So what was the first game? The 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 Seahawks at Jets. Seahawks at the Jets. So the Jets have been skiing lately. But they're getting their quarterback back. I think I saw that. They are. The Seahawks haven't been putting up as many points lately either. So I'm gonna go. The Jets squeak out a a close game, uh, 20-17, 20 to 20-17 Jets. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then we've got Browns hosting the Washington Commanders, or I can't remember if it's a home game or not for the Commanders. Might be at home. Um, 
you know, I've seen Carson Wentz is restarting. He is. And it is so, in Washington. So I'm actually going to go with the Browns. Um, Deshaun Watson's getting more and more playing time. Under, well, more and more games, more and more reps. You know, they got Nick Chubb in the run game. Defensively, they can dominate with with, with Miles Garrett and those guys. So I'm going to go Cleveland in this game. And the commander's defense is, is, is fairly decent. But I'm going to go Cleveland 17-10. I love it. I absolutely love it because if the commanders lose and the Seahawks lose and the Lions beat the Chicago Bears, that means we are in that seven seed and life is good for the Detroit Lions. So, Glover, Lions, Bears, final score. Lions, Bears at home. I think the Lions come out ready to go. I think Dan Campbell handles the message home of how they need to be ready to play and how big this game is for them. They're at home. It's New Year's Day. I think they have one of those route type of games. I think the Lions win like 35 to 14. Woo! Oh, yes. Lions win 35-14, set themselves up for the seven seed in the NFC with a chance to head to the playoffs by beating the Green Bay Packers in week 18. Life could not be better for a Detroit Lions fan if this all shakes out. So, Glover, any final thoughts, any takeaways, any pluggables to plug? You know, I really don't. Happy New Year, man. It's been a great 2022 I know it's been tough for some people, some, you know, but that's that's every year. Some some years are going to be tough. Some years are going to be great for others. So you're still here. You're still living, man. Enjoy this time. Enjoy some good football. Have a great new year. And let's do it again in 2023. Let's do it again in 2023. Thankful for all of you tuning in throughout the year and Looking forward to chatting with all of you in 2023. Most importantly, though, I am looking to ch- forward to chatting with my friend Glover Quinn in 2023, getting all the t- takeaways for the Lions playoff run. But until then, if you're betting on the Lions, make sure you use our sponsor, betonline.ag. And until the Lions beat the Bears and we have something to talk about next week, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.